Hello out there and welcome. My name is Sharon Froshen. I am the Chief Operating Officer of the Discover Your Path You platform where we believe that every life can teach and everyone can grow. To that end, I am also the host of this show, The Connection Sessions, where we bring together practitioners, artists, marketers, entrepreneurs, spiritualists, students, and mentors in an effort to connect to community, learn from each other, and grow. Today, I have with me a guy that I am super excited to hear from. He's somebody who was recommended by alumni Joe Koo. He is an addiction and life transition coach, someone who specializes in not only overcoming his own adversities, as his story will tell, but also in helping others overcome their own and transition into thriving in their personal, professional, and spiritual lives. So Joe, if you wouldn't mind, I'm sorry, Paul, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us really quickly, how did you get into life coaching and what brought you to this particular niche? Uh, thank Well, thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Um, and I, it's, it would be an honor to be called Joe as our friend Joe. Um, you know, I, I, was, I was a chef for 25 years, over 25 years. And, wow. um, and it, you know, I loved it and I was very passionate. And, you know, I even taught at culinary schools and, and, and had done that kind of thing. And as I got into the last couple of years, I, I found my passion kind of waning. And there was a thought of like, what? what do I want to do? You know, because I, I know I have a lot of time on my hands still. And I couldn't think of what was it that I really, what was, what was I focused on? What was tap? Like there was something tapping me on the shoulder, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And so when I kind of looked back, um, you know, I thought of what are the things that, that really, that really, you know, pull at me. And, you know, it was, you know, mentoring and guiding and, yeah. and talking to people, you know, being in recovery, you know, working with, with others one-on-one, -on -one. Um, you know, the teaching, as I mentioned earlier, you know, when people came to me, uh, you know, in management and asking, how do I deal with this? Who, you know, whether it's personal or if it was a professional, that, that just lit me up. And there was something about just that one-on-one -on -one interaction, yeah. that, that energy that you know it just it was one plus one equals three there was something greater than just the sum of us two you know when when the universe puts two people together it's not just to help the one and yeah. so it was really finding that and you know what really solidified it was one day i had uh, uh someone called me in kind of crisis and it was regarding um uh, drinking and after i got off the phone with her uh my wife had actually said you know you should, and she knew my struggles and she goes, you should really be a coach. And she's a psychotherapist and she, she's a success coach herself. And I said, coach, who needs it? <laughs> and, but you know, that planted the seed. And, and then as I started to kind of connect the dots, looking back, I thought, you know, this is something that I really, I, I feel pulled towards. And I investigated it and I talked to some people who had, who had been through it and I just jumped right into it. You know, so while I was working, I was studying full time uh, to, yeah. to be that. And I really focused, you know, and I took, I took myself, you know, to task. I'm like, you know, as I play the rest of my career out, you know, it's 25 years plus, I said, let's, let's really focus on that. Let's really focus on how you can be of service to others, how you can, how you can, you know, really blossom that sort of little nugget that's kind of within. And so since then, and I've left my career since then, and it's really about, just really fine tuning and just really 
getting into that that spot, that space of why is it that this can create so much power? And so that's just something that I just, I think about all the time and I love doing and I practice it a lot. I love that. I love how you talk about how when the universe brings two people together, it's one plus one equals three, because that's one of the things you and I are both sober. I've been sober for a while. And one of the things that I always loved about AA was that me helping that other person while it helped them invariably always helped me more. It helped me not drink that day. It helped me see myself differently. It helped me have more compassion for my own struggles and my own story. So how is it that you harness that beauty of the universe where everything that we've experienced kind of gets woven into this tapestry of mutual benefits with your clients that helps them thrive and transition into a new stage of their own lives? It's a great question, Sharon. I, it's, you know, that, you know, the harnessing that energy, I mean, you know, it, it, that, that sort of power, if you will, moves yeah. through and throughout us, right? So we, it's, it's a matter of what level and what a capability right now do we have to tap into that, yeah. right? And so, you know, one way I see my role is to help, uh, to, to help gain, gain the conscious awareness of, of the client so that they have a greater, so they can tap into that on their own. Yeah. Right. So this, this, as you know, this is not about, um, it's not about me telling you what to do. There's obviously there's a, a consulting and a teaching element in, in, in a lot of what I do, but the, the, you know, the, the big value, the great value comes in being aware of what is there for you. That's already in there. And so it is through the conversations and, you know, the questions and drawing that out because it's there. We all have it. It's just how closed or open are we to that power that's channeled through us. And, you know, whether it's, you see that as a spiritual thing, whether you see it as, uh, you know, it's a natural thing, however you, whatever you know, pair of glasses you wear, you wear to look at the perspective of this greater thing that we're, we're talking about, that is coursing through us all. And yeah. so it's that sort of synergy. I know that's a coachy word, but it really <laughs> is, you know, it really is this, that synergistic, uh, synergetic, uh, you know, uh, dance that we do. And so even though we're talking and we're, we're dealing with a lot of conscious things, the real magic is in the unconscious and how are yeah. we tapping into that and how are we, and that, and that's the same thing when, you know, just talking with someone, helping them through their recovery. You know, because like you said, it help, helps you. And yeah. I know that feeling where it's like, I've, I just remember sometimes feeling like, oh, I see the phone ringing and it's a sponsee or something. And I'm like, oh, I don't feel like talking. No. And, but, you know, my, my obligation, it's like, no, you know, they, they ask me. And I pick up the phone and actually, I'm just, I got like goosebumps talking about this now. But when I'm done, when we're having that conversation, I'm like, I feel so different because something got channeled there something something got got tapped and i think that really is the power of whatever you know not just coaching but but mentorship and of you know communication where two people are just seeking something greater than what's sort of in front of them 
Yeah. In the big book, it says that nothing will so ensure against a slip as intensive work with another alcoholic. And I believe Mm -hmm. that a lot of the reason for why that is, is when I'm helping someone else, whose problems am I not thinking about? This chick's right here. I'm not thinking (laughs) about my problems and I'm not, you know, going down that water slide into pour me, pour me, pour me a drink. Pour me another drink. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm actually focusing on someone else. And we have this intense, like you indicated, we have this intense creative force within us. And when we start directing that away from our problems, which just multiplies our problems Mm -hmm. towards solutions for another person, it's amazing. The co-creator we become, of not only our own reality, but then we get to participate in the reality of another person. And I loved how you said before we came live that having been through something is basically gives you the shorthand, the cliff mm-hmm. notes of an issue so that you can get right to the point and not have to dance around getting the semantics and you know the geolocators of where I am yeah. and, and how do I address this. So how does the way that you have come over your own adversity, and I'm hoping that you'll share a little bit of mm-hmm. that with the audience. How does that help you help others overcome their own? Yeah, I mean, that, that idea of, you know, having been there, yeah. that, like you said, is that shorthand. We, we can say in a few words and be understood in yes. a few words than someone that can recite something or something coming out of a textbook. And it's not, you know, it's, it's important in all ways that we get support, but there's something that we can just say a word or two and like, we're there, you know, just, just, I I remember being on a cruise ship many years ago and they actually had, they had meetings there. I was like, I I couldn't, I was surprised. I'm like, okay. So I went to a meeting and uh, later I saw one of the gents uh, at the, at the dining area. And I said, Hey, John, how's it going? He goes, I'm feeling very vulnerable. And that's it. Boom. Like we went off to the races, right? Like, because just that shorthand of, I knew what he meant when he said I'm vulnerable, you know, I I don't know if that's something he would tell, you know, his wife or a friend or something, but we just, I just knew. And we just pulled off to the side and we just had a little quick, 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 quick. And then we moved on. And there's something about that, that energy that is, is healing for both sides. Right. And, you know, to your point earlier, not only am I not thinking about myself, but something that they say is allowing maybe me to, to work through something as well. Maybe not at that moment, but later on, but moving through the adversity, it's, uh, you know, for me, it was really, as you know, it's, it's really about, it's all the mind. It's all the thoughts. It's the, you know, we don't have a drinking problem. We have a thinking problem. We pick up people in addiction, people, you pick up the first drink sober. So knowing that, what is the thoughts, what's going on that makes me feel like I need to check out? Yeah. You know, I talked about drinking as kind of washing the me off of me because I just couldn't be there, right? I just, I, 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 that's the only way I can get me out of my own way, but not really because me is all I've got. And, and so it was really about, you know, the whole process of getting sober was obviously the physical part, which was challenging, but really the hard part is, is the thoughts, you know? And, and yeah. so you don't need necessarily, you don't have to have been through a, a addiction uh, at all to have those thoughts, you have yeah. adversity. You, you, it's, it's how we play things out in our mind. It's how we see ourselves and how, how we look at things through that. And so when I work with, with clients, whether they're in addiction or not, and, and this kind of stuff comes up, you know, there's certainly some, some things that we can go through. And, um, 
not only just a, maybe a, a, a program, that's very important. You know, when I work with clients, it's also about supporting them through that. But it's important that they have something, a foundation. But really it's now what I, what I help a lot of people with is, okay, you've got that in place, but let's look at, let's look at the thoughts. What, what's going on there? Because we can, you know, we can stop that main thing, but we can still self-destruct in other oh. ways. We can still, yes. <laughs> So you know what I'm, you're laughing because there's a shorthand, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so it's like the whack-a-mole, right? You got this and this one pops up and you got this one, and this one pops yeah. up. And, and, and that's because, you know, we haven't fully healed. We haven't come full circle. We haven't really in, embodied, you know, what the universe has for us, what, what creator has for us. And, and so we're still struggling. And so, you know, adversity is really about how do we move through this and how do we get from here to here in a way that's healthy for us and that brings us peace and that is is you know beneficial yeah and it's in this current age i can't think of a single person that i know that doesn't have addictive behaviors and addiction a lot of people think that addiction is just something that you do till you bottom out whereas i tend to think of addiction as avoidance behaviors it's it's what i'm trying to avoid which is me i'm the problem the addiction is my solution to the problem which is me i know people who are addicted to gambling i know people who are addicted to sex i know people who are addicted to cosmetics to clothes shopping to spirituality people who memorize the quotes of others repeat the quotes of others over and over and over again but don't seem to have had any true experience with that inside themselves it's just the shield that they use to keep the negativity away so as an addiction coach you specialize in basically the underlying problem of every human being which is i'm not comfortable in my own skin because i believe that there's this self that needs to be tinkered with and fixed and medicated and you know uh, so you know basically tapped down with alcohol drugs sex whatever it is so that i don't have to feel this way so Knowing that and, and having the shorthand of those avoidance behaviors in mankind and that being one of our, you know, it's basically one of our unifying traits as human beings. How do you tap into that with your clients and help your clients understand that you can be an addict without ever having to lose a house, a job or relationships with your family? Yeah, great question. Absolutely. And, and you know, when you're talking, you know, what thing, what came up to me is like, you know, Netflix and chill. You know, like, yes, you know, it's, and, and it's like another one, another one. And it's tapping into, you know, something in our minds, you know, the, the, the lizard brain of instant gratification, yep. you know, comfort and all that, which is important. You know, one thing that, you know, people in addiction are great at, and that's pain, you know, oh, like we, fantastic. like we are so good at that. Um, you know, not only, you know, we're also very sensitive, so we feel it and we yeah. feel pain. So a lot of self-medication is, is you know, pain eradication, but pain is information. You know, as I was mentioning, I'm before we got on, I, I run, I'm a runner and you know, the body gives us cues. And so when I've got an injury, I've got something that's information. And so pain is infor is information. So when we are going through adversity, when we're going through that, like what it's, it's listening to the pain. First of all, let's examine the pain. What is it saying? So that's the first real big thing is because we're, now we have to look at this, the thing that we want to avoid. Now we're just going to take a really good look at it. What is it is what is it saying? What is where's the genesis of this pain? Why do I want to turn away from it so badly? And so looking at that, because you know, we talked about bottoms. Bottoms aren't crashing the car and losing the wife and their husband and all that. That's consequences. Those are consequences. Yes. The, the bottom is I can't do this anymore. That's exactly. the bottom. 
And so the first thing I do, you know, with, with a client or, or, you know, is, is look at where's the pain, what's the pain point here yeah. and, and looking at that and looking at what kind of information is that giving us. And so that can be a process on its own. That is challenging enough. Yes. Right. I mean, that's, that's whole programs are based on looking, but if we, even if we start to examine small snippets of it, you know, just start to sort of unravel a little bit, um, then, and that's something that we would talk about, but you know, it's because we look at adversity as, as negative, but there's so much opportunity there and also making the shift that this is a great thing. Actually pain is odd. This is great. This is information and we're going to use this to flip things over. Yeah. And so that's, that's the first part. The, the, you know, what ties into that too is acceptance, right? So yes. can we change the past? No, we don't have, we, but knowing that there's a bit of freedom in there already that I can't change it. So I can move forward. So, and you know, acceptance isn't, you know, just going, Oh, it is what it is. You know, I have a love hate relationship with it is what it is. You know, I guess it depends on how you say it. You can say, Oh, it is what it is, or it is what it is. Yeah. And so it's, it's, you know, it's telling the truth and accepting it for what it, you know, what that's about. So when we can accept our situation, we can accept ourselves as perfectly imperfect as we can un- start to unravel that alone and accepting that under that becomes self-trust and self-forgiveness. Yeah. And I can tell you self-forgiveness is huge. And that's something I also work with with clients is that's part of the adversity getting over that is self self forgiveness. The number one, and this is a, a sponsor who told me this many years ago, and I tell this probably to every single client at one point is put the whip down. Yes. Put the whip down. The self flagellation. That's you know you might not be drinking or drugging or whatever it is, but you're still doing this, and 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 that is going to lead to something else. So looking at you know, acceptance as well. And then with that, you know, there's different branches, but you know, self-talk, how we talk to ourselves. Yes. You know, are we using, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of, you know, meditation, mindfulness, affirmations, you know, gratitude. These are huge. They don't, we talk about it a lot. It's mentioned a lot. It's a lot of, you know, articles, but when you do practice them and I do to this day still, it sets a foundation of, you know, not only positive energy, but, it gives you, when you're grateful, you know, when you have such gratitude and when you have affirmations, these are things you say to yourself for yourself, yeah. it reframes everything, you know, and reframe is really the big part of going through adversity is seeing the opportunity, reframing it, and then seeing what we can harvest from that. Indeed. Right? I, I had this amazing opportunity this weekend, Paul, to talk to my ex-girlfriend who was with me at the time that I had my bottom. This was the mm. woman and I completely trashed her life. She has an arrest record because of me. She oh. lost her job because of me. Like I took her down a rabbit hole. Yeah. I had the opportunity this weekend to really talk to her heart to heart for the first time in 16 years and really wow. discuss, you know, what, cause she's in recovery now too. And to really yeah. discuss our relationship and to ask her questions that I hadn't yeah. ever asked her before. 
and the level of forgiveness that that brought me that to be able to see it from her point of view, whereas Mm -hmm. I saw it as you're just this horrible human being who just did X, Y, and Z. And I've held that for 16 years of my life. And to have this chance to talk to this woman who was like, I've never held any ill will against you was like this moment of, you know, I, oh my God, I can breathe again. Self-forgiveness is so important. How, how do you help a client? Because we're, we're, like, we're all like knotted muscles. How do you help your client rub that muscle out until that knot releases and they can relax and come back to, you know, I'm really not that bad a person after all. Yeah, self-forgiveness. And that was a, thank you for sharing that story. That's, uh, I've, I've had similar experiences where, you know, where we've held this notion in our mind of how we think other people saw us. Yeah. It's really a reflection in some way. It's, a, it's an echo or ripple of shame. Of Yes, absolutely. And shame, that's a whole different topic. I mean, but that, that it plays big time in adversity and overcoming adversity and, and, and self. But with, with self-forgiveness, it, it's, you know, it, again, it's coming down to, um, it's perception, you know, it's, it's about compassion. It's, you know, I tell people it's, it, sometimes we have a hard time, you know, thinking of forgiving someone else for some, but man, are we relentless and right to ourselves? Yes. And so, you know, we go through a process and again, it depends on the person, but you know, how knotted, that that part is is looking at the stories we tell ourselves how true are they challenging those stories like you said like you know oh she must hate me to think but how true is that you know how how true is 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 that that person hates us or this you know so challenging uh those stories and really and sometimes even doing I, i do some written stuff with them as well is you know how what's the judgment behind my stories you yeah. know, because there's a lot of judgment that we have towards ourselves when we're unforgiving. And so it's, it's also looking at that judgment and, you know, whose voice is that really? You know, when a lot of times the things we tell ourselves, the program we have, it wasn't us that said it the first time, right? And so we internalize a lot. So it's kind of like turning back the clock away. It's like, hey, let's look at that. How true is this story that you tell yourself? How true is this? You know, and then really practicing. And this is where gratitude and all these things come into play in affirmations is yes. to unravel that to have a little show a little bit of compassion you know change up the wording change up the self-talk change up how you know you portray yourself and how you you view yourself and so uh, it's a process and we do a lot of those little things and and just really most of it is just how can we switch it how can we flip it and also just releasing a lot of like you said, that big weight off your shoulder, a lot of it is just like, drop the rock, drop the rock, drop the rock. Let's release that. And then, you know, nature abhors a vacuum. So when we create that space, it has room for something that is healing and allows growth and, and can boost us up and, and get us out of that feeling of adversity and feeling that we're in the pit and feeling that we're no bunch of no good nicks, you know? And, and so really the the self-forgiveness is huge. It's a big key. It is. And it is so, to me, it's, it's heartbreaking to see a society that is so technologically advanced. We take selfies left and right, but there's so little understanding of the actual self. There's so little understanding of what makes me tick 
Mm-hmm. And what's going on under the surface and what is the meaning that I have attached to these things that's creating my beliefs, that's creating my thoughts, that's creating my emotions, that's creating my yeah. experience. And yeah. we don't understand that the majority of what we have, we got as a child. I mean, it was before we even had the capacity to really reject things and be like, no, that's not true. And then we run the rest of our life on the belief systems of a seven-year-old blaming ourselves for beliefs that were handed to us from the adults yeah. in our lives as we were growing up. And it really is that, that ability to turn our compassion that we're commanded to have for others into this other, this person, yeah. the person that genuinely needs us to show up for us. So how is it that you help a client begin to see themselves as an other, as somebody who needs compassion, as somebody who needs a break, as somebody who needs to be given the space to grow and change themselves? Yeah. And that's great. And that's a great question. I mean, a lot of times it's that self-actualization of, you know, it's, you know, is the pain of staying the same less to equal or greater than the the pain of changing? Yeah. What's, where's the tolerance in that? Where are you willing? And this is where open-mindedness and willingness, uh, honesty comes into play is how, how badly do you want this to shift for you? And if so, you know, let's make a committed decision to start making that shift, right? And, and again, it all comes down to viewing ourselves. How do we see ourselves? How do we see, you know, if we were another person, would we talk to ourselves the same way? If this was your daughter or your, your dad, like, would you talk to yourself the way, or you talk to them the way you talk to yourself? So it's almost like, you know, it's almost like seeing ourselves in a different, as in a different light and having a conversation with that person. And, you know, how would we treat that person? You know, I, that's a, that's a very common thing. We say, if that was your child, would you say those things to them? Would you, how would you act if they made that mistake or they made a mistake? Well, I would, you know, how, you know, how, how can we do that now with ourselves? And again, this is practice. This is something that we don't just do, you know, self-forgiveness may be one of the the toughest things that we do and it may take the longest right? This is not an overnight uh, affair. And so it's really about making those, those gains in any department we can. And, you know, one other thing too is, is being of service. You know, we talk about that in recovery, being of service, being of help, being, whether it's organized or not, whether it's helping your neighbors, you know, do pick up and take the groceries to their door, whether it's opening anything, being of service and just putting that energy, transmitting that energy out. Because energy, everything is energy. And so really transmitting that, putting that out into the universe. And, and that kind of, as we talked about, makes us, it's, it's building our esteem, our self-esteem. As they say, if you want self-esteem, do esteemable things. And so that is another thing that we can do. You know, I mentioned with my clients is just start to do those things that are going to make you feel good. It's going to help others, you know, and, and to really flex these new muscles that you're creating of just self-love, self-compassion, self-trust. And the self-forgiveness will start that, that knot will start to unravel a bit more and it becomes a habit. And you know, you've made the growth, you know, you've made the turn when you look back and you, the things that you used to say to yourself and do no longer appeal to you. Yes. Right. Like if it was kind of, you know, if it's telling even white lies now, just like, Ooh, I can't do that. There's been growth. Or if, if you decide that I need self-care and that's another one, self-care, uh, and that's another topic. Um, but self-care. Do you care enough about yourself that you're, you're going to give yourself a break? You're going to give yourself, 
you know, the time to relax and recharge and be who you need to be? Or are you just going to just keep whipping? And so these are other ways too. That is fantastic. Well, Paul, thank you so much. I got your name right this time. Still feeling kind of <laughs> silly about calling you Joe. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I want to take a moment and recognize some of our viewers, Julie, Andrea, Ashley, Stephen, Becky, Karen, Vicki, Sammy D. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for spending this time with Paul and I as we discuss something that's so important because all of us need some help in overcoming adversity. Paul, thank you for being with me today. Thank you for sharing of yourself so authentically. And if you come by and you catch this video after we're no longer live, drop us a hashtag replay. Mm -hmm. Let us know that you were here. All of Paul's contact information, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, his website, it's all here. His personal profile is tagged. Get in touch with Paul if you're really curious on how to get into this mode of self-forgiveness and overcoming the adversity of our own self-abuse and find out how somebody who's a life transition coach and an addiction coach can help you get over the addiction of not wanting to be yourself and not wanting to be present in your own skin and move into that flourishing place in your life where you really love who you are and you really embrace what it is that you do. So thank you, my loves, for being here. You know, as always, I love you. We'll be here tomorrow, same place, same time. Thanks again, Paul. Thank you. Thank you so much.